Welcome to God, the Bible, and me, a simple podcast by a simple man exploring the Bible, one verse, maybe two, at a time. After I read, I'll give my thoughts. And after that, I'll be doing the salvation prayer for anyone out there who has not accepted our Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and would like to. And let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I hope and pray everyone's doing well out there and uh, that you had a great weekend. Uh, you were able to be around people uh, that believe in God and believe in Jesus and be able to communicate the word to each other and encourage each other. And I pray you're able to have a good time with your friends and family, be able to get some rest. And if you had to work, I pray that you get rest this week, that you do have a day off and you're able to kind of recharge your batteries and kind of, you know, help you get through uh, whatever troubles you might have or uh, anything else that's going on in your life. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Today, we will be reading Mark chapter 10, verses 7, 8, and 9. And I'll be reading out of the ESV. Again, that's Mark chapter 10, verses 7, 8, and 9. All right. So before I read, I want to kind of give some content of what's happening here. Um, so these words are going to be from Jesus, uh, verses 7, 8, and 9. So they're written uh, in this Bible version. It's the red letter. So these are the words from Jesus. But what's happening here is the Pharisees. Now, if you don't know who the Pharisees are, so the Pharisees were the teachers of the religious law uh, during Jesus' time. So these would have been like higher priests uh, that would go around and making sure that people were following the laws of Moses. So if you don't know that, <laughs> uh, Moses was, of course, one of God's greatest um, disciples or prophets, essentially. Uh, but God did talk to him face to face. Um, and he gave him these commands that he wanted to give to the people. So he's all, the one that God gave the Ten Commandments to. And then also other laws for the Israelites to follow. So the Pharisees would have been people that were higher priests that knew the law of Moses. And here they were kind of testing Jesus about a man divorcing his wife. Um, so if you kind of read and it kind of starts on chapter on uh, verse one of chapter 10, and it kind of just gives you the background and story of it. And they're basically asking Jesus, can a man divorce his wife? Okay. So let's go ahead and read again. That's Mark chapter 10 verses seven, eight, and nine. And it goes like this. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall be shall become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh what therefore god has joined together let no man separate okay so, 
So in this in this day and age, what happens a lot when people get married, um, they get divorced. I believe the rate is about 50-50. So essentially like a flip of a coin. 50% of marriages will will fail. I, I believe that's a statistic. And 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 just to let you guys know, I, I'm married and me and my wife have been together. I believe this year we're gonna be together for 12 years and married for 10. So uh, praise God for that, uh, and I pray that He continues to bless our marriage and keep us going strong. But here, it's it's basically they're asking Jesus, "Is it okay to divorce your spouse?" And in the law of Moses, it does. It it says that a man is able to divorce his wife and basically tell her go away, and then that's the end of it, and then he moves on with his life. But in these verses, God is. Jesus, our Lord Jesus is telling us that when you marry somebody and you make that commitment, you are no longer one, you are no longer a, a one individual. You are no longer a person. You are no longer by yourself, essentially. So before you get married, you have two people. After you get married, you're down to one person. So it's no longer about me, 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 you, you, you. It's about us, we, as a union. God brought y'all together. When y'all took your vows in front of God and said, yes, Lord, we want to be married. Now, no matter what your beliefs are, when you say you're going to be married and you're going to unite and become one, our true only God, the God Almighty, sees that. And he sees a union that is being created in his presence because God created everything. Everything of this world is God. Everything that happens in this world is God. Everything that happens in the universe is God's. So when he sees two people taking those vows to become one, then God sees them as two. So like it says in the last verse, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Now, even though law, the man's law says you can divorce each other in God's eyes, that's never what he intended to, for it to be in, in the beginning, God created Adam. And he saw that Adam was lonely and needed a partner and he created Eve. And he brought those two together. And that was the first union, the first marriage. And he did that so that way they could be one and they could be united. And that's what God intended marriage to be. It, it was intended to be. You are no longer just yourself. It's no longer about yourself. It's about the other person. You together make up a whole person now one of the sayings people like to say is my better half and and they say that in a sense of like yeah that's the better part of me and it, it's it's funny in the in the sense when they say it because like it's like joking but in reality that is what god wanted you are now half a person 
And together, you make a whole person. You make a whole flesh, as it said. So in the sense that when you get married, you are supposed to be together forever. Now, in saying that, though, if you're in a bad marriage where one spouse might be abusive to the other spouse or there is um, unfaithfulness of one of the other spouse, then if you go down a little bit, it does talk about adultery in there, which allows a man or a woman to divorce their spouse because of that. So if you are in a type of relations like that, then you have every right to not be a victim and let that happen to you. And you have the right to separate. So that's just, I'm just going to say that part. But if you're getting divorced just because the person doesn't know how to to brush their teeth right or put the toilet paper on the on the roll correctly because you like it one way and they like it the other, then that's the kind of marriage that you shouldn't have got into in the first place. See, your marriage is a union, a perfect union that got brought together because only God allows people to get married. And what God brings together, let no man separate. So you shouldn't be wanting to get divorced to a person that you made a commitment to. So when you make that commitment, it should be to the person that you know that God brought to you because only God's going to bring you somebody that you're meant to be with. And together in God's word, in God's presence, will you become stronger because divorce is really the devil and the enemy trying to attack what God has brought together, because as, as Jesus says, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And that includes the devil, because he is also trying to separate a perfect marriage or a good marriage. And again, uh, in saying that, too, there is not a perfect marriage. Marriage takes work. It takes commitment on both sides. So if you're saying that one spouse should be it should be like a 50, 50, uh, 50, 40, 50. No, it should be 100 percent each. You should be each be given 100% and understand we are human and we fail and we're sinners. But together, y'all can move through this. So uh, just remember that there are situations where a divorce is probably a good idea just for the fact that it's not a safe marriage or a trusting marriage. But in also saying that, you should be able to work with each other and help each other and give each other what each other need. And being in God's presence and being in his word helps you with that because you're going to see it through God's eyes and know what God intended marriage to be. All right. Let's go ahead and move into the salvation prayer for anyone out there who has not accepted our Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior and would like to. All you have to do is follow along as I pray and truly believe, truly believe with your whole heart these words are about to say. And it goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. 
and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and that you rose from the dead. I turn from my sin and I ask you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your holy name, amen. Congratulations to anyone out there who said that for the very first time. It's a very big and important step to accept our Lord Jesus Christ to our heart because there's nothing on this earth that's going to get you into heaven except through Jesus. All right. I'm reading a new verse every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You can find this podcast on Apple and Spotify. You can reach this podcast at God Bible Me Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know your favorite verse and if you decided to give your life to Christ. I would love to hear about it. Until next time, keep reading. <laughs>